0: I am your host, Megan Marsh, accompanied by my co-host and co-founder, Andre Munar. We are the Collaborating Co-Founders, and today in our episode, we are going to be talking about service-based businesses and surviving the digital age. Ooh. (sighs) That kind of sounds like a cat there. (sighs) So, you know, this is a really important topic to us, and I feel like it should be a very important topic to anybody who has a service based business. Uh, You know, if you are not online, if it's something that scares you, if you avoid anything digital, uh, listen up because, you know, we've really seen a shift in the market. We have seen that, you know, back 15 years ago, how much of your business, Andre, would you say came from referrals, from, you know, human being referrals?
1: Human, that's a scary thought. Um, it was all referral-based. I mean, people at that time wanted to do business belly to belly. They, you know, it. we just weren't where we are today. So it was all, of course, um, referral-based before.
0: Right, and so what we're finding in uh, in our line of work is that people now instead of maybe asking their friend or their neighbor or their mom and dad you know who should we call about you know getting a mortgage looking at a house insurance whatever it is financial advisors now instead they're going online and they're researching who they should talk to and their attention is getting grabbed by you know these big companies that spend a ton of money. So the small businesses like ours are losing customers. And I don't even think we realize if that we're losing customers until you know, you've talked to them and they've already talked to somebody else, right? And that never happened before.
1: No, it's definitely a big thing. Thank you to uh, the Google. Uh, you know, you see tons of ads when you search something on Google all the way at the top all the way to the right, you can see ads. And I feel kind of lucky to be in this business because I don't click on those things anymore. I know that that's just people who are outside of my area, who are big companies, usually trying to buy me into something. So I I usually try to stick to one of the top three local searches and I don't use those side or those top ads because those are usually some bigger companies. Yeah, but
0: other people don't know that. I mean, people they don't know that you or I are sitting there in their neighborhood and that the person that they're talking to from the big company is sitting halfway across the country. Yeah, no,
1: you're absolutely right, Megan. hundred percent correct.
0: And, and that's where it's going. I mean, our industry is one of the top 10 industries that they're saying is going to be replaced by technology. And it, it
1: slowly is. I've, you know, we've seen uh, as our, our listeners will hear our story You know, when we left the broker world to go to another world, the retail world, and we came back to the broker world, things had already changed in that year. One year. In one year. Yeah. I mean, we're able to do about 70 to to 80% of the business we were doing in 2017 with three quarters of the staff, almost half of the staff, because technology is just changing so quickly. The digital age is just changing so quickly. And so you, regardless of what service-based business you're in, you need to start adapting. If not, you're going to get eaten alive.
0: And so, you know, what we thought to help all of you that are listening is that it can be really overwhelming. And if you're not investing yet in your online presence—you know anything digital? We wanted to bring somebody in that had a resource, a tool, something that would make it easier for you. Because to get in front of your customers, to get in front of and get more customers, you know, organically by yourself, you would have to have four or five different accounts, learn how to link them, which is overwhelming. And so, you know, the the person that we're going to be bringing in and interviewing. Uh, He has a system that is kind of an all-in-one on how to acquire customers online.
1: Yeah, it's an absolutely great system. And he actually used to work for one of the big companies who... I hate to say this, but they're really starting to take over real estate in a digital way. You know, they're starting to buy homes digitally. Now they're opening up their own mortgage company digitally.
0: And, you know, and it's not just service-based businesses too, which is where, you know, things are changing going online. If. You know, it might be even more, it's probably not as evident when you're in a service-based business because you don't know that people are going online. They're just not calling you. But let's look at regular retail stores. I mean, gosh, Toys R Us just went out of business.
1: Yeah. Uh Look at Amazon. Amazon is crushing it, you know, due to those retail stores. They're closing down. Nobody's going. People, unfortunately, don't really want to talk to people anymore. They just want to be able to get in, get out, get whatever they need and be done with it. And we see that a lot in our business. People want to text or people want to fill out the
0: link online where they just want to be emailed. And it's just in the beginning though. I like, okay, so like what you just said is they, they don't want to talk to anyone. They don't want to talk to anyone in the beginning, but this is where us as service providers, I feel like this is where we can get ahead. And this is where we can show them our value is they do want to talk to someone once they really get into it. They're almost like scared at first, because they don't wanna get turned down or they don't wanna like feel like they're being sold to, so they're going online. But then once they're, you know, like in our case, once they have to apply for a mortgage and they need to get the money that they need, then they're nervous and they wanna talk to somebody and look at someone, they want us then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. After you've built that relationship, after you've built that trust, you know, that you're not just gonna be some nilly-willy, they're a little more willing to talk to you. I would agree there.
0: And so, you know, that's why we think this is so important because it's not as much that, you know, we think we're not going to completely have a job. I mean, maybe maybe we won't have a job, but, you know, I think it's that the people that we've always worked with in the past are now starting somewhere else, which means you're going to have competition now. Like maybe before they just got referred to you, but now you have to compete with this you know, behemoth company online that you didn't have to compete with before. And we're not gonna have as much money that they put into ads and you know all that kind of good stuff. But there are definitely things that we can be doing as service providers to show our worth, to show up online for them, to show them that we care. Because if we're not there when they show up, they're not gonna think that we care. They're not gonna see us as a professional. and um, and, and then you're not gonna start getting the referrals that you've always gotten. And I feel like we're in that, Peter totter point right now, right now we've got, you know, the baby boomer generation who I feel still does the face-to-face and the referrals. And then your younger generation, the millennial generations, the generations coming after them, you're right. They they do not make phone calls.
1: Yeah. No, a hundred percent there. You've got that older generation who won't even give you their social security number over the phone because they're scared you're going to give it to the IRS and probably it's going to end up in China or something like that. <laughs> and then you're right. You have that younger generation, the millennials, who's more of us, who like that texting, who don't like as much of that, that um, face-to-face interaction. And Megan, you hit a really good point there. You know, saying you may still get that referral, but your client is still going to go online and look you up. And when they look you up, guess what's going to happen? There are other companies that are going to pop up. And if you're not building that trust, if you're not building that online presence, if you're not building your online reviews, if you're not building your social media... They just may get swept away by somebody else and that no longer is a referral anymore. Now it's become a lead to you because now you have to chase that lead. Now you have to follow up with them a little bit more. So you really need to make sure that you have that online presence these days.
0: So, but today's guest who we're going to introduce here in a minute, he makes getting these customers Easier. He, you don't have to have lots of different systems, and he has this kind of all-in-one tool that we've been using personally in our business that has really made it a lot easier to connect and make our customers feel comfortable and get their information. So before we introduce our guest today, we just wanted to let everyone know because you are going to want to download today's service
1: swag. Service swag.
0: (laughs) You are going to want to get these details because you need to start learning how to connect with your customers and bringing your leads in. And we have these downloads in our free Facebook group. And so you can come to Facebook, get into the group. We're going to also be having a uh, live in that group as well, and the live is going to walk you a behind the scenes of the system that you're going to learn about from our guests. So, without any further ado, we're going to introduce to you today's uh, guest that we are interviewing.
1: Today, we are super excited to have with us co-founder and CEO of Lead Pops, Andrew Pollock. You all may so may hear a special guest in there. His nine month old child Brooklyn. He is the author of the book, The Mortgage Manifesto. He's been playing in this arena for 15 years. He's worked for some top, top companies that you may recognize, including Zillow, Bankrate, and he's currently working with some really, really large retail mortgage companies. Andrew's goal is to help small clients compete in the current space that we call digital marketing.
0: Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks, Megan. Thanks, team.
0: So, you know, I wanted to share with anybody who's listening, um, you know, you own your own business, you've written a book, um, you know, before we kind of get into what our topic is today uh, about service businesses competing in the digital age, you know, can you tell us a little bit about how you, you know, what led up to you creating your company Lead Pops?
2: Well, it's a really long story, so I'm going to try to keep it really short. Uh, I got into uh, this industry pretty young. I was 19 years old. Uh, I didn't want to go to college. Uh, parents were super educated, you know, masters, doctors, degrees, things like that. Did not like the you of be not going to, not going to school. Uh, my, my dad basically said, uh, you know, you need to get into sales then cause that's really the only way you're, you're going to make money out there if you're not going to go to school. So I took his advice, uh, got into sales at a digital marketing company and, uh, I got really good at it really quick. There was over a hundred salespeople at the company. Uh, I was the youngest person they had ever hired within a few months. I was the number one sales guy in the whole company. What we did was we were cold calling real estate agents all day long, selling real estate websites to realtors. This was in 2004. Wow. And uh, I realized though, really soon what really mattered was lead generation and helping my clients get leads from their websites. And I didn't think our product was, was, very good for that uh, purpose. So, being a salesperson and being good at it and not really believing in what you're selling is really difficult. Uh, so, I would go home at night and I would tinker with my clients' websites. I'm not a developer, I'm not a coder, but there are certain things you can do. Like, in, you know, obviously these days there's, there's admin panels you can log into and you can kind of do certain things to customize. Very similar even back then in 2004. So, I'd log into my clients' websites, and I'd make changes, and and sure enough, uh, changes and updates and things that I thought were just kind of common sense started actually producing results, and clients started uh, seeing uh, an improved performance and getting more leads from the adjustments and changes I was making, and uh, I realized that there's a lot of opportunity in the online world, and, and, you know, the company I was working with at the time had 15,000 clients, and those fifteen thousand clients were paying like fifty bucks a month. Or not to me, I just the numbers. I looked at everything. I was like, "This is insane." I can sell. I have really good ideas. I'm kind of an idea guy. I, I can, if I can get a team of programmers, or if I can find someone to build my ideas, I can sell it and create my own company. And uh, you know, I launched the business at 21 years old. uh, wow. My first company yeah, back then, and just kind of been working at it since then. And <laughs> Uh, the idea for Leap Pops came up in two thousand and nine, uh, and I just kind of went with it and launched my. Our beta product was in two thousand and twelve. So uh, at that at that point we landed uh, Zillow. Some people might know that name. Zillow, no, we've
0: uh, never heard of Zillow.
2: Yeah, so that was our big first kind of whale client, and biggest uh, uh, biggest uh, I guess uh, client I, I could get my hands on at the time because I was just cold calling from my kitchen table and I just realized I'm never going to get anywhere doing this. So I need to go find a whale and I got one pretty quickly in the process. So that's kind of how we got off the ground.
0: That's awesome because on our, uh, one of our last or first episodes, we talked about, there's been a lot of people that, you know, they know they want to do something more than just working for someone, but they just don't know what to do. And so like you were saying, you saw a need, right? You saw a need and that's what you took the opportunity and grew from.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I had this this privilege of, I think, at an early age also meeting the CEO of the first company I, I started at. And not to say that he wasn't an impressive guy, but he was the most, he was a very average kind of guy and he built something that was pretty amazing. And it realized in my head that you don't have to be I don't know. You can be a normal person and, and build something awesome. It's not, it's not how to reach. You just have to believe in yourself and kind of jump. You got to jump. You can't just sit there on the edge thinking about it. You got to jump in and believe in yourself
0: and kind of try to go do it and see what happens. I love that. No. And I'm an ideas person too. And you know, so I do and, and sometimes your head just runs all over the place, I'm sure. But could you tell uh, everyone who's listening, what do you at lead pop specifically, you know, what are the products? What do you offer?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, our bread and butter is helping our clients generate leads online, generate their own exclusive leads. So we create uh, what we call funnels, and our process is pretty specialized. There's not really uh, anything that that works the way our product works in terms of the way we engage consumers online. We do the same kinds of things that big companies like LendingTree and Lower My Bills and some of these big lead generation companies have spent a lot of money and time trying to figure out how to capture leads. And I found that loan officers and real estate agents and insurance agents are bread and butter and kind of client base. They're doing the exact opposite. And so I created a product that was based off of the same kind of logic and idea and concept that these big lead generation companies were were implementing. And uh, I productized it and I created a software platform that loan officers, realtors, insurance agents can Literally just plug into any of their marketing, whether it's a website, a blog, an email blast, you know, Facebook, Google ads, anything you're doing to drive traffic and promote your business, there's got to be an end point, right? If I hit a website or a landing page and that is just like a brochure and there's no way to really capture people's info other than like a contact me form, you're going to lose a lot of money and you're going to start to think that marketing does not work. It's, in most cases, I find people don't necessarily have a traffic problem. They have a conversion problem. They get clicks, but you cannot do business with clicks. You can't sell a house to a click. You can't refinance a click. You've got to convert that click into a contact. And there's a a psychology behind how you ask for information and how you engage people. And most people do it exactly the opposite way. They ask the wrong stuff. They scare their, their, their potential clients away. So we help our clients with that problem and then... Once that foundation is set, we help them with their marketing. So we help them drive traffic. We help them run their ads so that they can focus on what they do best. Mortgage, real estate, insurance. Not really trying to tinker
0: with online ads as much. So they can focus on, obviously, what's really making them money in their own business. No, and, um, you know, I remember when we started with you. And, um, you know, we had done, we actually had gotten, we started getting leads from LendingTree. Tree. You know, because you have no idea. So for anyone listening, if, you know, lead generation is something that you feel is important, which you absolutely should. Um, but I, I can attest to that Andrew's company, Lead Pops, makes it so easy. There are tools out there that you have to make your own funnels, your own landing pages. And uh, correct me if I'm saying this the right way. It's almost like an all in one. You plug in the basic information behind the scenes and it it gives you the URL then that you put into you can do it like you said you can do it on our website on uh, an email signature on a blog so that people that are coming to look at your information you can you can ask them for their email and their name
2: yeah absolutely that's a that's a good summary you know we've had we have a pretty automated way of creating these these funnels that makes it so that our clients don't have to sit there trying to figure out well how do i now build my landing page or what questions should i ask or what colors should i use and I mean, all this stuff makes a difference. Wrong colors, the wrong sequence of questions, too many questions, too few questions. All this kind of stuff will make or break your conversion rate. We've tested this stuff on, you know, big, big partners like Zillow and Bankrate. And, you know, we've had tens of millions of users on our products and we've kind of built them so that right out of the box, you get the best, best practices built in. And, you know, you plug in a couple pieces of information and you can start using it uh, right away.
0: And, and because, you know, you said something I wanted to ask a little bit more about, which was that most people don't have a traffic problem, that they have a conversion problem. And and I know, you know, I've done a lot of listening to podcasts and studying on I'm super intrigued with marketing and Andre and I invest a lot of money into our marketing where I don't see as many service businesses do it. And I think you know, what is something you could say to people who are in the service industry when you say, okay, they have a conversion problem because, you know, let's say it's a real, we'll just use a real estate agent, for example, like they're posting pictures. Okay. House just sold, right? Yeah. Okay. So they'll post, okay, I sold this house. What would you say instead of posting pictures of, okay, I just sold this house, you know, what should agents uh, in that example be thinking of instead of just posting a picture of a house that was sold.
2: Well sure, I think what what is often missing from most marketing that you see out there is is a good compelling call to action along with a a destination to take your your potential client that's that's really built for lead conversion. Like if I'm just looking at a house, okay, that's nice, so am I supposed to call you now to sell mine or you know, the idea is give them something solid. Hey, you know, if it's a house that was sold, You know, a pretty common call to action might be, well, find out what your home is worth. Go to, you give them a web address, Mm -hmm. but then what, you know, when I arrive on that website or that landing page, what are we doing there? And that oftentimes is also the other missing piece. If the call to action is there, kudos to you, but that's like, that's half, you're halfway there. So if you've got the call to action, fantastic. So many people don't even include that. But if you have it, now you take me somewhere, where am I going? If it's just a phone number, you're missing a whole lot of potential people because they're not going to just pick up the phone and call up a the salesperson these days. If it's a website or a web address, fantastic, you, you're another step in the right direction, but what happens when I hit that that website or that landing page, what's the setup like, What are the what's the messaging like, what the, the images, the colors, the questions that you're asking, all of these kinds of things will, again, that'll It'll make or break whether or not you're going to get a lead out of it. So a good call to action, a good web address, and then making sure that the, the website or the landing page you're driving people to is, is built for lead gen. And if it's not, or if you're missing some of the most important things for lead capture, then you're going to get some traffic, you're going to get hits, but you're not going to convert those hits into into actual tangible leads.
1: That's some really good information, Andrew. And for those of you listen who listened to our last podcast, know that we talked a little bit about getting a website, making sure that you're doing a call to action. So Andrew, once again, hit on making sure that you're doing a call to action when you're marketing. Uh, Andrew, what's something people seem to misunderstand about this revolution with the digital age currently? What would you say is a misconception?
2: Okay, well, I think a common issue is uh, LOs and, and agents, realtors, insurance agents, a lot, a lot of times uh, they really are comfortable with referral business, like the belly-to-belly relationships, and they, they feel like internet marketing and lead generation is like this completely different animal, and it's just, you know, it's outside of their comfort zone, and they don't really look at the big picture of, well, how can I marry these two things together? Like, if, I'm, if I become capable of capturing and generating my own leads, if I be if I get good at that and I can actually kind of manifest my own destiny, I'm not, let's just say as a loan officer, uh, as an example, a lot of LOs have to rely on real estate agents. That's not so fun. It's kind of tough to, to be running around uh, talk, talking to realtors with your hand out, asking for referrals and, you know, the the promise in return is that I've got great rates and my service is fantastic and I promise to answer your calls and this and that. And that's everybody saying that. So if I'm approaching a realtor and that's my pitch, I'm a loan officer, it's gonna be really, really hard to go get realtors excited about working with me. But if I am able to capture my own leads, if I'm able to market directly to consumers, get my own my own business in the door, and then I can use those those leads that I'm getting to strengthen my relationships with agents. Because now it's a two way street, and I can separate myself from all these other realtor or all these other loan officers that are running around asking for referrals but bringing really nothing to the table. Then it becomes much easier to disrupt those current realtor LO relationships. Because if you're an LO, if you're coming at a realtor, that's a producer. Obviously, uh, that realtor's already got loan officers they're working with. But on the flip side, obviously I always hear from LOs, well, realtors aren't very loyal. Well, if you're on the offense, then that becomes your advantage because now you can step in, you can approach a new agent, you know, they're not going to be all that loyal to their existing loan officer. So if you can bring something of value to the table and really create a big separation between you and the current loan officers they're working with, and you can make it clear that it boggles my mind that loan officers are still running around asking for referrals and it's always a one-way street. As your partner, as your loan officer, my goal is to help you build your business and actually refer clients to you as well. Here's what I'm doing. Here's how it's working. And then use that as a, as a foot in the door to, to grow a relationship and understanding that, hey, if you're if you're generating your own business and you're able to make referrals, you're going to get more referrals. So these two things can work beautifully together, very synergistically. They're not. They're not. Don't compartmentalize them. Understand that if you're generating your own business, you can use that to strengthen and and, and grow your word of mouth business. It's the best way to do it.
0: No, and, and we've noticed that since it's been a priority to us, uh, and we connected with you years ago. Uh, you know, we're reaching our customers before we're seeing them reaching back out to say their insurance agent, their real estate agent. Um, And we're noticing, too, that, like you were saying, referrals, you're right. Our whole industry, gosh, probably six years ago, 99 percent of my business and Andre's business was based on referrals for, like you said, from real estate agents or from someone. Whereas now we're finding that more people are going online like there's this shift in the consumer I mean, that that's that's the the different part, right? Like to somebody, a service professional that says, oh, well, my business is all referral-based. The market's shifting. The consumer is changing. Like, what are they doing? What's the consumer doing different?
2: Well, that's that's a great point because a referral, right, that's nice, but that's not slam dunk. It's different than it used to be. I get a referral. Maybe I go, and before I call you, I'm very likely to see now, I'm going to look you up. I'm going to Google your, your first and last name and the, the name of your company or the word mortgage or just as an example, you know, and I find you. I go online first and we we've got to make sure we've got a great presence online. If I'm Googling you and you don't even have a website and everything that comes up is something that you don't control. That's not really good. If the, the top listings are like Yelp, which we know is notorious for just uh, the whole entire page is basically your competitors right there on, you know, we want to put you in control of these kinds of things. So if they're online, if they're Googling you, even a referral goes online to look you up first before they call you. You got to make sure that we've got a, a strong presence. We've built up our reputation. We've got good reviews on Google reviews. We've got good Yelp reviews. If you want to grow your business on Yelp, uh, I say having a website is so incredibly important because so many people just they have a page on like their broker's site and they think that that's having a website when it's not. You have a page in somebody else's book. You need to have somebody. You need to have your own book.
1: Yeah. And these are all great topics that we're talking about. And this doesn't just really apply to the mortgage industry. This really applies to any industry. We're seeing a shift in digital marketing and the way referrals are done and the way business is done, the way that the consumer's acting. You know, Andrew, like you were saying, they're going online. Um, so this applies to any business. So Andrew, what do you predict is the, the biggest challenge is going to be for business owners who sell their service online?
2: Well, I do believe, I don't want to scare anybody, but I do believe that in the next five, maybe at most ten years, there's going to be a complete shift. I don't know how many of us are still going to be doing what we're doing here today. I think robots and automation is going to take over quite a bit. There are certain industries that are going to be wiped out entirely by it. So we've got a good run here coming up in the next five to ten years at most to go out with a bang, and I think that the more more you – The more you're able to capture and generate leads and bring clients in the door, the more valuable you're going to be to your organization or to your own self, because if you can bring in the clients, if you can be the rainmaker, it's going to be very hard to replace you. The people that are just sitting at a desk and and being handed leads and clients and the phone's ringing and, and someone else is paying to get leads in the door for you and you're just doing a a kind of mundane task or a process that automation can replace, you're going to be out of a job. You know, automation is going to replace you. Tech is going to be doing your job for you. But if you can bring the clients in, you're still going to be very valuable.
0: No, you're right. I mean, I even had uh, my brother who lives in a different state called me the other day because in the bigger cities, you know, we live in Pennsylvania in smaller towns, but where he's from, it hasn't reached us yet. But you know, they're get. that's exactly what they're doing is their company is getting leads and they are pretty much brokering them out to different real estate agents now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a big thing. We, we can really um, put that together even with Expedia, you know, travel agencies used to be huge in the past and now they're almost non-existent. The consumer's just going right online, booking everything online. So again, this can apply to any industry.
0: And so for anybody who's listening, and Andre said that, you know, we've talked since it's the industry all of us have focused on is mortgages, like lead pops, for example. Um, And, you know, we want to make sure that everyone we're going to have a link to Andrew's company lead pops on our website so you can go and check them out. Uh, are you able to just help people in mortgage, real estate, or can you help any service professionals with your Lead Pop system?
2: Well, at this point, our primary focus is mortgage, real estate, insurance. We've got a product for financial advisors and for credit repair.
0: Awesome. Uh, at by end of the year, I'm hoping end of year. Software is a little tricky, but
2: by end of year, we're releasing a brand new version three release of our platform that offers the ability basically for anybody to use our platform because there's going to be a, a whole back end interface with a drag and drop builder that allows you to very easily assemble a lead funnels that follows all of our best practices from scratch. So it could be for anybody really. So we're going to have our whole own suite of ready-made products for multiple new verticals because it's going to be very easy for us to create these things on the fly. But then anybody that's in a maybe more obscure kind of business or a sector that wants to use our platform because of its powerful lead gen capabilities and be able to just jump right in and create something that is uh, as good, if not better, than what we're doing today in terms of lead capture ability for really any business vertical. So that's coming at end of 2019, uh, beginning of 2020.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, answering some questions, because we think it's just such a huge and important topic and you've been absolutely wonderful. So thank you for joining us.
2: Oh, you're you're very welcome. Thank you, Megan. Thank
1: you, Andre. All right, service seekers, that wraps up today's discussion. If you love today's episode or any of our episodes, let us know in an iTunes rating or review. We would love to hear from you. It tells us what you love about the show, It also tells us what you want us to share with you. So thank you so much in advance for that. Also, anyone who leaves us a review automatically gets entered into our monthly drawing. You can win a free membership to one of our upcoming courses. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also do a Facebook Live every Tuesday at four o'clock where you can get some more valuable information in our group. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at
0: hello at collablife.com.